0: 639, and uh, as we mentioned uh, opening up the program, 19 weeks into the year, America has already seen 198 mass shootings. Uh, This weekend alone, 21 shot in Milwaukee, 5 shot in Houston, 5 shot in Orange County. They hardly even throw it in, but 30 shot in Chicago. That's become a normal weekend in Chicago. The mass shooting getting the most attention is the 13 shot in Buffalo because there were 10 people killed. And police say racism was the driving force in this attack that left those 10 people dead at a Buffalo, New York grocery store. And now we're learning more about the alleged shooter thanks to this manifesto I mentioned earlier that he left behind. Our WJR senior news analyst Chris Renwick is here. And Chris, my only request, and I request very little, is that you don't use this guy's name because I don't think his name bears repeating. Don't give him any credit whatsoever for even existing
1: in this world. You got it, Paul. Uh, It it, it all happened Saturday afternoon, roughly around 2.30. That's when police say the alleged shooter, an 18-year-old from Conklin, New York, which is about a a three-and-a-half-hour drive from Buffalo, opened fire on a Topps grocery store in a predominantly black neighborhood, killing 10 people and injuring an additional three. Authorities say that's when the shooter arrived at the store, And he was heavily armed, wearing tactical gear, a helmet, had a camera that was live streaming his actions on the platform Twitch. And according to Erie County District Attorney John Flynn, he used an assault weapon in that massacre. Police say the shooter shot four people outside of the grocery store, three fatally. Then he went inside, exchanged fire with an armed security guard who authorities say was a retired Buffalo police officer. That security guard died of his injuries. The suspect then opened fire on eight more people in the store, killing six of them. Erie County Sheriff John Garcia called the incident pure evil and said the shooting was a straight-up racially motivated hate crime from somebody outside of the community. Now, during a press conference on Saturday following the shooting, police say they had evidence to believe that the shooting was racially motivated, pointing to a roughly 180-page manifesto that the shooter had wrote and posted which included a plan for the attack before the shooting. Now, in that same document, the shooter allegedly wrote that he identifies as a white supremacist, stating he fears white people are in the process of being replaced by people of other races. Now, 11 of the victims in the attack were black. Two of them were white. That according to authorities. Now, the shooter was charged with first degree murder and pleaded not guilty in front of a judge on saturday evening and and one other thing that we had kind of gleaned from from this shooter uh and I, I guess some of the history that he has had paul uh this eighteen year old uh a, according to police made a threat to a buffalo high school last year. he was a senior in high school uh he was uh it was kind of one of those vague open-ended threats and police say they looked into it and they had no reason to believe that there was any, uh, uh, threat to the school or the children or the employees there. Uh, wow. but he was, he was certainly, uh, according to police, had some of these thoughts even back as far as a year ago.
0: You know, I, I hear you say that that Chris Renwick, our WJR senior news analyst, I, I hear you say, and I heard this earlier too, in this, all the reporting, that this guy made a threat to, I guess, his high school when he was a senior last year, but they investigated and decided that he wasn't a legitimate threat. Excuse me. Correct. I- excuse me. A normal person who's not ill doesn't make a threat to their high school. I mean, an overall threat that becomes common knowledge and that the police have to, quote-unquote, talk to him or investigate him, and then how do you walk away and say somebody who makes a threat isn't really a threat? I think it's time we stop that with our police activity. I think if you make a threat, you pay the price. You don't, you don't weigh it and say, well, I don't think he's really capable of a threat. I, everything's Okay. No, he made a threat. The fact that he made a threat is enough to put him away.
1: Sorry. Well, Paul, I'll I'll take you back to the interview that you did with uh, Oakland County Sheriff Mike Mouchard just a few weeks ago about the threat of those uh, a couple of kids in London, in England, that were making threats. And they did everything they could to not only vet the threat, but to make sure that they were held accountable for those threats. Absolutely. Because those words mean action. They they mean something. Those words mean something. And now we're dealing with another community that's reeling from a mass shooting, 10 people dead, and, and we have to start all over again.
0: Somebody we had in our hands. Yeah. In law enforcement. And I'm not necessarily blaming the police, the investigators, because maybe they already know that they'll get nowhere in a court system that will look at that person and say, well, they're not really a threat. It's just a kid making threats. Come on. But a manifesto of 180 pages on, on social media, whatever social media platform, and that nobody pays attention or reacts to basically a guy who announces he's going to do what he's going to do. I mean, social media has blackballed people with conservative views or ideas that have nothing to do with walking into a grocery store and killing a bunch of people. How is it they missed this? Unbelievable. Chris, thanks. I appreciate it. You got it, Paulie. See you later. Chris Renwick, 645 WJR.